Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. The big story this morning, um, the morning after, the day before, and that, of course, is the unsavoury scenes at Crow Park yesterday and the clash between Armagh and Galway, but in particular the brawl as players entered the tunnel um, at the end of normal time. We want to know, though, is it like is it just unique to yesterday? It can't be. We've talked about it plenty of times in the show, but is enough being done to stamp out violence in the GAA? That's the question today. Nicky Brennan is the former GAA president and he's on the line. Well, Nicky, first of all, your reaction to the scenes in Crow Park? Well, Andrea, nice to talk to you, you first too. of all. And uh, yeah, look, at the scenes yesterday, I suppose it came as a bit of a surprise. It had been an extraordinary game, the manner in which uh, Armagh came back and scored at two goals at a point in, uh, in injury time. It was actually spectacular. And I suppose we never saw it. Suddenly they were all converging on the dressing rooms going into the Cusick stand and uh, obviously all hell broke loose. Now, I don't know what actually was the spark that started it, but certainly once the uh, the first kind of incident sort of between two players took place, all hell broke loose. And then we had the unsavoury incident with uh, Damien Comer getting gouged and that. So, look, it made for terrible viewing. There's no question about that. And uh, clearly... There will be repercussions, but the difficulty is is identifying who started it, who are the main problem people in it. The guy that obviously does the gouging is going to be clearly identifiable. And uh, But after that, I'm not so sure, because two players got sent off before the game resumed. And I honestly can't see what they actually done. But, but from an overall point of view, it was absolutely terrible. And it, um, given the context of the great game that took place, uh, it was uh, most unacceptable and you know, people have all sorts of theories as to what might happen to prevent it in the future. But ultimately, if uh, if grown men can't behave themselves, uh, we've got we've got a real problem on our hands. But but this is the point, and it's the fact that it's at the you know the the higher. Um, you know, at the higher stages of of intercounty football at Crow Park at an All Ireland quarter final, and here we have this on display. And you're right, like that's what we're talking about today, Nicky. It's not the penalty shootout. Like what's dominating conversation across all the programs is the behaviour um, that happened and and what's going to be done to try and just stamp it out totally. But it strikes me, and and look, I'm not massively involved at all in any way, actually, in, in the GAA. But I did see the game yesterday and I did watch in the news the, the replay um, of of the incident, the brawl that we're talking about. But the reality is like that's the image, that's the message and that's the that's what the young people that are involved in the GAA, that's what they're hearing and talking about and that's what they see they're, you know, people that they idolise like that's what they're looking at now from this game yesterday. So as a former president what should be done? Look at it, it presents an awful image. There's no point in saying any, anything else. In the overall context of all the games that are played, uh, I don't believe it's a, it's a major issue. But I, have, I would absolutely have to say there have been major incidents and, 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 there, and there are one too many. Oh, one of the difficulties we have, there is a process in the GA. It, in many respects, people will say it's over-democratic in terms of the different layers of the system that you have because you have four layers now, Andrea, you have the report from the referee it may very well be submitted already. It probably is. It's gone to the, the CCCC. They will consider the matter. They will review with the referee if they need any clarification. And out of that, then, they will probably have to review videos of the game. And they will issue proposed uh, suspensions to uh, players. Now, players have the opportunity to accept that or reject it. If they reject it, it then comes before the hearing, the hearings committee, who will more formally hear what's going on it'll be face-to-face interaction 
and and then if after that then the player has an opportunity to appeal that on the basis of was correct procedure applied and if all that fails then it goes to the DRA so there is Many people will criticise the ultra-democratic nature of the disciplinary system in the GA. And for those kind of not directly involved, you know, it seems very convoluted. Mm. And uh, that's not an unreasonable comment to make on that. But the, the bottom line is, is that players and officials are often reluctant to accept the outcomes of the disciplinary process. Should they get and them they will washed, go to Nicky? enormous lengths to get players off. Yeah. Particularly in the championship season, when games now are being played in such... A tight schedule and that is the real difficulty is not accepting that a wrong has been done and you must do the time for you must do the time if you have um, done something that you shouldn't be doing within the rules If that incident happened on Camden Street or Ranger Street or Georgia Street in Dublin the guards would be down and you'd be up for section 2 assault or something like that that is what would happen it just would not be tolerated so it it sort of strikes me that that there, there just there isn't the sanctions or the fear of actual sanctions that can't be appealed and quashed to sort of actually really stamp this out but the sanctions are there, all right. That's not the issue. The issue is is that the appeal process and the, the, the flimsy um, excuses, if I could use that term, that, that players and officials are, are tending to use to get players off. And bear in mind, the people who are involved in, in, in applying these rules in the GA, you know, they're not absolutely legal. Some of them have maybe have some legal background uh, by and large, to, to some extent. But by and large, these are ordinary officials that are trying to apply a rule book that has constantly been updated and been updated to try and make sure that these sort of incidents can be addressed properly. I mean, you, you had an incident a couple of weeks ago with, uh, with uh, players from two hurling counties and they got off, but the GA subsequently reiterated that the process they used was actually correct. So there are issues within the GA disciplinary system and the people running it who maybe are not quite au fait with how they need to apply all these rules. So there's no doubt about that, whatever the outcome of this event yesterday is, the GHSF will have to revisit how it deals with all of these processes okay. because clearly uh, some people involved in the disciplinary system are not familiar enough with it or not competent enough with it because what happened two weeks ago with the hurling well, was most unsatisfactory as well. That's now, funny. what will happen after yesterday, I don't know, yeah. but clearly some people are going to have to pay a price, and rightly so. Well, that's the point, Nicky, that's coming in from so many texters. This listener says it's the third major melee in high-profile games this season. What's happening at low-profile games when there's no cameras? The disciplinary process is a total farce, says this listener. Stay with us, Nicky, because Louise has got in touch as well and she's on the line. Louise, you say it's a stain on the GAA. Uh, well, I wouldn't necessarily say that, no. Um, no. Like, I mean, I'd agree with Nicky's comments, Nicky Brennan's comments about, like we said, the appeals and the rules itself. But like it, it was, it was absolutely unsavory. Now you know, nobody can disagree with that. As a GA supporter, there's no question about it. It shouldn't have happened. But in saying that, like the wider context of it, like when you go back to club level and that, on that, like a club hurling, club football, like you might see those. You we won't see the likes of those scenes. You know, it's not. I wouldn't say it's common in the GA, but it might be at like higher level, like on intercounty. We have seen those instances okay. in the past few weeks. But in a wider context, from ha- like attending club games locally here in, in Ballina, in North Mayo, I mean, you wouldn't see those scenes whatsoever. Like I've gone to games plenty of times, and like it's the the players are always there to watch. There's no eye gouging or anything like that. You know, it's always you know what I mean. It's good. It's it's you know what I mean. 
I see an email in here as well from Dave who says until the GAA bring in a rule that only the captain can speak to the referee there will be no respect in the game at all the respect for the referee needs to come at grassroots it'll be quickly sorted soccer needs to do similar rugby has already uh, introduced this measure would you agree with that Nicky with Dave's uh, point there in the email I'm not so sure that's that's uh, that's really the problem I mean there just needs to be respect for players to each other but could I just refer to it's important listeners understand one thing in relation to yesterday's event that the teams were using the Cusick stand dressing rooms they have to walk across the field to sit in the uh, substitutes area and officials area in the Hogan stand so when the game finished all of the um, entourage from both teams and that includes the subs and maybe additional panel members then had to walk across the field the whole, the whole way across the field to go in under the tunnel in the Cusick stand so it was obviously it was tense at the end of the game having ended in a draw in the circumstance so that probably didn't help the scene so I've heard a number of people say that perhaps one team should be accommodated in the uh, Cusick side and the other in the Hogan side and perhaps there is some merit in that because at least it means that teams are entering and exiting the stadium but from sure, two different Nicky, that goes on in rugby and soccer you don't have special d- tunnels and areas for the different teams like why does the GA no, no, have I, to be I, different? I take, no, valid, valid, no, valid point. Absolutely valid point. And um, I mean, it, it, that was traditionally the way it was in Croke Park back in, when I was playing myself. You actually had a different entrance. I look at Andrea. Of course, this shouldn't be necessary, but it has been mooted as a possible way of getting around it, and at least it merits consideration. But look at nice. in this day and age. Um, respect and the respect that needs to be shown with such a young audience watching the game well, but in the, the stadium thing, and yeah. on television of course players need to show restraint and respect a lot more and ultimately the people who are involved yesterday must pay dearly for their misdemeanour Richard is with us as well Nicky Richard wants to join in um, well what's what's your reaction to this um, Richard do, do you think no more needs to be done to try and just ensure this doesn't happen again like is it time for more sanctions Andrew, how are you? Absolutely. I mean, as Nicky was saying when he started the conversation, it was an absolute thrilling game of football, end to end. It was absolutely, it was a spectacular game. But to come to that in the final, the, at, the, at the end of, the, of normal time, for players to be going on like that, I can guarantee you, I can absolutely guarantee you, if that was a Dublin player or a Dublin team getting involved in the league, they'd be handing them out. That the rest of the country would be looking for blood to get players sent off for long sanctions, get them suspended right. for long sanctions. So what the GAA have to do, and it's being done, I don't need to name names that played for Dublin. They've, they've got long sanctions. This has to, they have to stamp this out and stamp it out now. Like some, one of your other callers said that it's the third time now in, in, in big games. That it, it's, and like what you were saying yourself, young kids looking up to these players, it's an amateur sport, I get that. But for, that to, for, for this to go on, and with all the video footage that they have, there is no need to say, "Oh, we're going to appeal it," because if they're if it's in if it's in video footage that they were swinging, and especially Comer getting gouged in the eyes, mm. I mean that's a serious sanction in itself. That's the biggest sanction of the whole lot. Do you think There's the sanctions? Do, do, do you think the sanctions that are there, though, Richard? And, and Nikki is still with us, and Nikki explained the whole bureaucratic process that you know that has to be followed. But I mean, like, do you agree with the system, just as a GAA follower? Certain certain parts of the system you wouldn't agree with because you'd you'd want you'd want sanctions to move on a lot quicker as opposed to having to go through the process it is. It's set up the way it's set up. It should be looked at a bit different now because sometimes players are waiting too long and you know, when when it's going on you they're either going to be playing or you're gonna be out because it has to be I mean, that that footage alone from yesterday 
is enough in itself to hang, hand out big sanctions everywhere. There's a lot of players are going to have to pay the price dearly, as Nicky was saying, because, again, it's the young people, boys and girls that are watching this, that are coming through the ranks in their clubs and are seeing this, and if it's not dealt with in a way, they will think it's acceptable going forward. And we can't have it. You, I mean, Jesus, you wouldn't get that in rugby walking off the pitch. You know what I mean? You shouldn't be getting it in, in an amateur sport in GAA. That, that, I mean, it's, it's the best game all round, mm. both that and hoarding. It, it, this shouldn't be allowed. And people are, are coming in there to watch that. They're looking at it on the TV. And at the end of it, that's the whole... Not, do you know what really upset me was? Nobody spoke yesterday or this morning about the, the absolute... Brilliant game it was. It was all about the melee at the end yeah. of seven. And that's, and that's the thing. And it's the, I know, I know. And it's the, the image, I suppose, that it sends out as well. Nikki, I just see texts in here and listening to Richard. Uh, John has got in touch again. Like if something like this happened on, on Georgia Street, you'd be, absolutely the guards would be involved. There'd be charges coming down the line. Um, other listeners talking about the fact that it's not isolated to inter-county level that you see this you know um, just happening at a club games happens quite frequently says this texter is it a cultural problem Nicky in the GA? I, I wouldn't accept it's happened, it's happened frequently it does happen yes it happens at club level it happens at inter-county level I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to stand back and say that there, there isn't an issue to be addressed here but it's absolutely not a widespread problem I can People know I live in Kilkenny and I see very little incidents, very isolated incidents uh, taking place like that. So it's not widespread, but, but that's not really the issue, um, Andre. I think the fact of the matter is that when, when issues like this emerge, whether it be at club level or at inter-county level, that the, that the GA rules are strong enough to stand up. Mm-hmm. And the disciplinary process that I outlined was put in place mainly to the fact that players were able to go to the court and get injunctions and, and uh, once they got the injunction to play in the game the following Sunday or two Sundays, then the pressure was off at that stage. So that's why the GA introduced the different processes and strands within the disciplinary system. It's convoluted to some extent and uh, and it does drag out a bit, as one of your callers has yeah. just said there. Well, but really, the issue, if you, even if you look at the video from yesterday, trying to identify all of the people involved who should be uh, penalised, that's not going to be an easy process for the, the CCCC when they look at that video. Yes, maybe one or two people can be identified, but it's not going to be that easy to identify all of the people okay. involved, despite what anybody might think. All right, former GA President Nicky Brennan, Louise and Richard, thanks for getting in touch. Paddy and Cork is texted in to say, in rugby, eye gouging is a minimum six-month ban and a possible lifetime ban. This listener, though, um, an interesting text here from this texter who says it's absolutely disgraceful what happened yesterday. The discipline, also a disgrace. My son was kicked in the head and unconscious and hospitalised deliberately a couple of years ago. The ref saw nothing. Had to go to the guards. The player was suspended. He should have been barred for life. It was a free-for-all. Spectators, coaches... The whole thing absolutely sickens me. Brian in Athlone, he's texted in and says, until the GAA are serious about sanctions, this kind of thuggery will continue. Happens all over, at all levels, right across the country. Keep those messages coming in to us. 531. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.